0: Broadcasting live from Grand Canyon University Golf Course, this is Arizona Sports Holiday Heroes, presented by Sanderson Ford, benefiting Operation Santa Claus. The Wolf and Luke Show at Holiday Heroes, presented by Moving Team Six.
1: It is the Wolf and Luke Show broadcasting live from Grand Canyon University Championship Golf Course. It's Holiday Heroes benefiting Operation Santa Claus presented by Sanderson Ford. All day long, not just our show. You could have done it uh, during Bickley and Murata. You can do it during Burns and Gamble. You can certainly do it during the next four hours. Well, if you can text donate to 620-620 and make a donation minimum of $20. You'll be entered to win autographed sports memorabilia or tickets to some of the most popular events in town. And we are giving away one
2: great prize every hour. I can see some of these great prizes already out there. Yeah, fantastic, Luke, really is. I love it, man. We do this every year, of course. Holiday heroes benefiting Operation Santa Claus. Love being here. Where else would you rather be? Well, on top of everything
1: I just said, your $20 donation gets you four entries into the drawing to win a Sanderson Ford F-150 Super Crew truck or Lincoln Corsair as well. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, just great reasons to donate for all of the causes that uh, we'll get into throughout the next four hours, certainly, but you can also win some cool stuff as well. As far as what is going on in the world of sports, Wolf, like you just said, where would you rather be? There's no place I'd rather be doing this show today than right here. There's a lot of things I'd rather be talking about than what happened last night though to the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Once again, uh, do I wish I could sit around and talk about helping uh, Operation Santa Claus? Yes, I really do and we are going to continue to do that for the next four hours, but there's no doubt about it, man. It is a dark day for the Arizona Cardinals and what has happened to Kyler Murray. You know, we, um, and it, it wasn't just us, but I mean, I, I would assume most,
1: most people watching this team closely looked at the final five games of the season and said, yeah, you want to win. And if you're a player and you're a coach, that's your main objective. But if you are a fan of this team, or, you know, even probably the front office to a certain extent, you're looking you're saying the most important thing, is getting something out of this season for kyler murray yep you have brought this up multiple occasions you know really good rookie season pro bowl a couple times getting better each year until this year this year he has been at best he's sort of plateaued a lot of people believe he has taken a step back in some areas some of that i'm sure is due to the injuries around him but some of that is on him as well and yet the one thing you find out three plays into the game last night wolf is that's the one thing you're not going to get out of these final five games and at that point, like I've said this before, we, I think we all take notes when we're watching the Cardinals a little bit differently for the shows, right? Three plays in, I just like threw the pen down. I was like, what's the point? Yeah, like, they, they can't even they can't even, have their players. Yes. they can't even have any of their players this season.
2: And, of course, it finishes um, with the Arizona Cardinals and the fact that they've suffered so many injuries. And now all of a sudden, the exclamation point is Kyla Murray going down for the rest of the season. You know this. I've been talking about it over and over over again in regard to what can the Arizona Cardinals get out of the last five games of the season. We weren't talking playoffs, you and I. We were not talking that. Nobody was really talking that, of course. And now, all of a sudden, the one thing they could get from it is Kyler Murray could actually develop. Kyler Murray could get better. You could find Kyler Murray in an offense that you knew was sustainable, something you could build in the offseason, and now, all of a sudden, all of that went poof on the third play of the game and it changes the entire paradigm going forward for kyla murray and for the organization into the offseason.
1: well and everybody knew it the second it happens i mean even on the, the you know you guys on the broadcast uh, troy aikman and, and joe buck too like you don't want to you don't want to speculate but in the moment, but everybody knew. You could tell by Kyler Murray's reaction. You could tell by the reaction of the other, the players on the Patriots that were around him. You could tell by their reaction. And when they have to cart him off, like just—it's a non-contact injury. That's never good. Yeah. His reaction, what you're hearing about his reaction away from the cameras, and you're just like, you know, that that whole that whole storyline of what could they get out of the final five weeks of the season? Kyler Murray getting better—that's not a contrived. Well, there's got to be something. That was like a legitimate thing. If you could get Kyler Murray, <laughs> no. that was like a big deal for
2: next that year was a huge deal
1: and now it's like now next year's
2: <laughs>
1: we'll I, get into this I, look, start I, next year's in question i now. know
2: absolutely it, it truly is um once again when we were talking about okay what is the one thing the top thing they can actually get out of the next five games was it going five and zero? Oh? no it was not was it going four and one somehow some way was it a, a winning season no it was not it was Kyler murray fixing Kyler Murray and putting him in an offense that actually could evolve into the offseason, an offense in a direction that you could point to and say, you know what, this is what we've got to do more of next season. This is what we've really got to work on this off season. This is what we've got to do. And then, of course, because you have that direction that you can see on the field and you can see the offense evolving and getting better because of that, now all of a sudden you know individuals you need to go get This offseason to plug them in to help you achieve that end where you think this offense is evolving and where they're growing. And right now, that is gone. That is a complete redo. That's a paradigm shift that has happened inside the organization. There's no roadmap
1: right now out of this. 24 hours ago, as bad as things were, you could. Pick a path and it was obviously built around Kyler Murray and everything you just said and what you could do this offseason, and you know whether whether you believe that's realistic or you believe Kyler was the guy or not, I know everybody has different opinions on this, but you could take a path and the team could at least say, All right, let's get Kyler right these last five games, let's get him moving in the right direction. Everything is built yep. around him. Like you just said, that gives you clarity in what you're gonna go out and draft, what you're gonna add in free agency. We've talked about the offensive line. Most of the offensive line isn't even signed for next year. Are you in win now mode? Like what's what's the plan? Now it's all out the window. It it feels like this team has been eliminated from the playoffs four times this season. And last night, it felt like they started losing games next year. I mean, I know that that's that's a slight over-dramatization, but that's the way it felt when he got hurt. Because you're immediately thinking, there's no guarantee he's back for the start of next season. There's absolutely no guarantee. And if nothing else... It's what you just said. He's not going to be around much in the offseason. He's going to be doing his own thing trying to get right.
2: Yeah, you know, once again, I, I think he will be around, Luke. I, I think, obviously, he's going to be working with the trainee, the trainers. But he, I'm and, saying he can't work with his teammates on a new office. Right, no, he, he cannot do that. He can do it intellectually, of course. He can walk into a meeting room. You can grease it up up there. He can look at a playbook. You can actually watch tape. You can do it that way, of course. But um, it's not actually going to be experiencing it out on the field doing it out on the field. So that is, yeah, I'm looking at nine months right now. When you talk about this, yeah, I think nine months is a good center point. You look at nine months. Now, could it be eight months? Kyler Murray, a quick healer maybe, comes back. Yeah, it could be. Could it be 10 months? Yeah, it could be. Once again, it's an ACL. That's the injury that he suffered right here. And you have to wonder, man. We were talking to Bickley and Murata about this as well. You have to wonder where Kyler Murray is mentally here today. Because I feel, this is just me, I feel like he's standing at a crossroads, metaphorically speaking. We were talking about it. Will you go straight? Will you take a left? Will you take a right? Will you turn around and walk back? What what are you going to do? The one thing we do know, he's not just going to stand at the crossroad. He's going to make a decision in which way he's got to go. But make no mistake about it, he's at a crossroads.
1: Yeah, you were talking about this. We were talking about it in the, in the pre-show meeting. If you just describe his career up to this point and you take the name out of it and you don't say, hey, this was Kyler Murray, first overall pick. You don't say, hey, here's, here's the Cardinals and here's what he did the first few years and here's what's going If you just say, you know, great rookie season, getting better each year, Fourth year takes a step back and then has a season-ending injury that that is that devastating. Yes, it's like okay, there's no guarantees. It doesn't mean he can't come back, and it doesn't like you said, it doesn't mean he can't get
2: better next year. But there's no guarantees at this point. No, there is no guarantee, and I and I love this, Luke. And this is the reason why I say he's standing at a crossroad because now all of a sudden, um, Kyler Murray, uh, his mobility was a big deal for him. His mobility was a big deal. That's why he was the first Now, listen, the, the ACL, once again, this is not the metaphorical death sentence that it once was, okay? For running backs and for anybody that suffered an ACL, you were probably going to feel that for the rest of your career. That is no longer the case, Luke. It isn't. You can fully come back from an ACL. You can. But I think mentally, this is why I say... Kyler Murray's at a crossroads because I think mentally, how's it going to impact him with his mobility? Okay, how is that going to happen? Or maybe does it make him force him re- to rethink what has he got to do in order to play quarterback in the National Football League and do it better? Well, he's got to he... do it from the pocket. <laughs> well, he's can... got to learn the old.
1: This, uh, obviously, will be the main topic for the next four hours, but I want to make sure everybody knows we're out here at uh, at Grand Canyon University Championship Golf Course. We're overlooking the course right here from where we're broadcasting. It's a great course. Holiday Heroes Benefiting Operation Santa Claus, presented by Sanderson Ford. Text DONATE to 620-620, and you'll be entered to win. A lot of cool stuff we'll get into throughout the show, and you'll have four entries into the drawing to win a Sanderson Ford F-150 Super Crew Truck or Lincoln Corsair. Uh, a lot to get into today, Wolf. Certainly, when we come back, we'll take you through what exactly happened happened in the game last night beyond just a Kyler Murray injury with Big Red Reacts? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Broadcasting live from Grand Canyon University Golf Course, this is Arizona Sports Holiday Heroes, presented by Sanderson Ford, benefiting Operation Santa Claus. The Wolf and Luke Show at Holiday Heroes, presented by Moving Team Six. Yeah, it is Wolf and Luke out
1: here broadcasting from the GCU Championship Golf Course. And uh, Wolf got a lot of great prizes to give away throughout our show and uh, Burns and Gambo still as well. I'm just going to throw out some of them, okay? Okay. I'm going to tell you when they're being given away. I'm just going to give you some of the things that we have to give away. We've got a red Kyler Murray Cardinals jersey. Okay, cool. pretty pretty cool thing to give away. We've got a uh, DeAndre Ayton autographed basketball. Okay. Uh, Let's see. We've got a, uh, I'm trying to give you a few different sports here. We've got the autographed Chris Paul basketball. We've got the Clayton Keller jersey and four glass seats to Coyotes Kings at Mullet Arena on December 23rd. I that? On the glass. There's uh, Carson Kelly. There's a lot of stuff. There's a Cattell Marte ball. We've got Cam Johnson jersey. A lot of stuff to give away, and the way you can get involved in this is text DONATE to six twenty six twenty. Make a donation. Minimum of $20. You'll be entered to win any of that stuff I just talked about. Plus, your $20 donation gets you four entries into the drawing to win a Sanderson Ford F-150 Super Crew truck or a Lincoln Corsair. Alright, to the game last night, which... How often do we ever come on after a Cardinals game and really not even get into the game in the first segment? And we didn't. I don't even know if we said the final score, 27-13 New England in the first segment. Let's get you caught up on everything that happened, including the Kyler Murray injury, but beyond that as well, right now with Big Red Reacts.
0: Wolf and Luke, Big Red Reacts, reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game, brought to you by Wico Park Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. And get to the line quickly, snapping it to Murray.
3: It's a play fake. Murray setting up, looking deep. Now takes off, running to the right at the 35, at the 40, and dives to about the 44-yard line, a gain of three for Kyler Murray. And got an injured Cardinal. It's Kyler who went down very awkwardly that time as he tried to cut. Oh, no. Doesn't look good, but, uh... Um, We'll know more in the morning. 50-yard try. They snap from the 31. Andy Lee to hold. He puts it down. The kick from Prater is on the way. It has plenty of leg, and the kick is no good. It hugged the left upright and missed just wide to the left jones under center back to throw steps up in the pocket gets hit arm is hit ball flutters picked off by simmons at the 40 yard line and tackled at the 37 cam thomas and buda baker were both in the backfield thomas swipes at the throwing arm of mac jones the ball fluttered into the air picked off by simmons Snap spot the kick is on the way and the kick is good. So the Cardinals are on the board eight seconds into the second quarter. They lead three to nothing. It's a run play Harris up the middle to the 10 to the five breaks the tackle and dies for the end zone touchdown Patriots 14 yard gain The Patriots with their forces depleted at the running back spot go to Kevin Harris and the Patriots have the lead six to three 32-yard field goal try for Prater. Made a 33-yarder earlier. This one is on the way, and the kick is good. So the Cardinals get within a point, seven 7-6, New England. 9.35 to go in the first half. Connor the deep back, and it's a run play up the middle. Connor down to the 5, pushing his way to the 2, diving for the 1, and close to the end zone when they call it a touchdown. They do! What a run by James Connor! Looked like he got stopped at the 5, but just powered through some arm tackle attempts, dove for the 1, and ended up hitting Cater. And the Cardinals take the lead. McCoy takes. It's a play-action pass. Rolling right. Throws right. Tipped and incomplete. That was a terrific play by Tavai. McBride was the intended receiver. Tavai got a hand on the ball. It's an incomplete pass, and the Pats take over on downs.
2: I I like the play call we had. I felt, you know, we had a shot at it. Um, And Unfortunately, uh, they got a hand on it. But, uh, you know, Matt's been a clutch kicker in this league for a long time. So um, that was just a decision based on the play call.
3: Snap the full, Ball is down. His kick is up. And it is good. Split the uprights. And it just had enough to get over the crossbar by a yard or two, and so New England gets three points at the buzzer, and it is 13-10, Arizona at halftime. 23-yard field goal attempt for Folt to tie the game with 10-21 to go here. In the third quarter, snap, spot, kick is up, and the kick is good, and we have a tie game, 13 apiece snap to McCoy, gets hit as he throws over the middle caught though by Hopkins at the 23 then he fumbled the ball and it's picked up by the Patriots at the 20, inside the 15, the 10 touchdown, Raekwon McMillan a fumble by D-Hop, Raekwon McMillan picked it up before the ball went out of bounds, ran right down the near sideline for the touchdown Kyle Duggar forced it out and the Patriots take a 19-13 lead.
0: Obviously the fumble I think hurt
2: us more than anything uh, so you know I take responsibility for um, you know for that, and I think that's where everything went downhill when they got there, at the momentum it just seemed like um, you know, it kept coming, so that's on me, I will take full responsibility.
3: Low snap, McCoy's got it, back to throw, deep ball, left side, it's underthrown, it's picked off at the 20-yard line. Intercepted by Marcus Jones, returning it right side 30 and out of bounds at the 37. Mac Jones, back to throw, fires across the middle. Aguilar goes down, and the ball got picked off somehow by Zayvon Collins. He gets up and runs near side at the 40, at the 30, at the 20. Collins inside the 20, at the 10, at the 5, and into the end zone. His second touchdown of the season. How on earth did he get the ball? And the Cardinals are within a point away from tying the game. I'll review the ruling on the field is an
2: incomplete
3: pass first and goal opening minute of the fourth two receivers to the left one to the right strong to the left of Mac Jones who's in the gun shotgun snap Jones gives to strong up the middle into the end zone touchdown back to throw goes McCoy pressure in a space McCoy in trouble steps up and sacked back at the 40 yard line Uche got him to the ground. Patriots take over on downs, and this one, for all intents and purposes, is over. They're a good football team. They're obviously very well coached, and you know, we, we had our opportunities tonight, and unfortunately we just we just let it slip away, and that starts with me.
1: Wolf, well, there were there were a few turning points. Now, if you're just looking at just the game, there were a few turning points in that one, but I think you you we all just heard DeAndre Hopkins uh, talk about that fumble as being probably the biggest one.
2: Yeah. Um you know, also too, I would just say once again, um I know that Matt Prider missed a fifty plus yard field goal and I think that impacted Cliff on that fourth down call uh right before halftime. Mm-hmm. But to me, once again, I thought maybe uh, that in a game like this those three points would have been big you know those three points i thought were very very important then suddenly um you didn't get three points and they did that's a six point swing with the patriots um going in at half um i'm a big believer how you start and how you finish halves very very important whether it's the start of the game of course or the second half how you start and how you finish those halves because of the momentum going in I thought that was a turning point, not nearly the turning point that it was with hop Obviously, no, um, and I love the accountability from DeAndre Hopkins. You're right, though. I mean, at at, at the time, and it really all
1: night, it was it was such a. It seemed like it was going to be a low scoring game, and it's it's not like the Patriots found their offense last night. They had a defensive touchdown, you know, the Cardinals. You hate to say this, but they did. They helped him out, and I was, I was a little thrown by the, uh, by the going for it on fourth down. We'll talk to Cliff Kingsbury later on in the show as we do every uh, day after a Cardinals game. He'll join us at 145 so we can get some clarity there. I did like the play call it's essentially been the play call that we've been talking about in the show for a while. The play call was there. You're talking about the boot? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, was, it was there, and it just wasn't <laughs> – the pass didn't quite get there. It got tipped away. Um, but, I, I, you look, that was a turning point. The Hopkins fumble was a turning point. The Zayvon Collins highlight that we played in there, too. You know, I know you go back and you look at it, and you're like, okay, it probably was the right call. But, man, how many times has Zayvon Collins looked like he's had a yeah. first turnover this season <laughs> that has either been called back when it shouldn't have been or just – like, the one last night okay fine go ahead and and, and say that that's not a turnover but then that just made me angrier about the two against the chargers and the one that he was involved in there and that would have swung things because that would have made it 2020 and then four plays later the patriots made it 27 13
2: yeah you know i do i look at the zayvon collins um overturn and that's what it was they overturned the call um against the chargers i still can't believe they did it i still cannot believe they did it having said that um they made the right call last night
1: last last night 100 percent. yes
2: I agree. But just the emotional
1: swing of you lost your quarterback. You were already not playing for a playoff spot. Hopkins fumbled. The Patriots did not look that good in the first half. I no. found myself thinking like, wow, all these New England fans might not have been exaggerating. They're just kind of there. And then that, that seemed to be the last emotional swing, even if it was the right call of like, oh, okay, <laughs> that was that was your chance to come back and now that's gone too. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Holiday Heroes benefiting Operation Santa Claus continues. We're live from the GCU golf course. When we come back, we'll be joined by GCU President Brian Mueller. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: This is Arizona Sports Holiday Heroes, presented by Sanderson Ford, benefiting Operation Santa Claus. The Wolf and Luke Show at Holiday Heroes, presented by Moving Team 6. Yes, we are here. I want to remind
1: everybody quickly, you can text DONATE to 620-620 to make a donation. Minimum of $20, and you'll be entered to win some autographed sports memorabilia, some tickets to some of the most popular events in town. We are giving away one great prize per hour, and we haven't given it away yet this hour, so that means we're giving it away here pretty soon. Wolf Plus, your $20 donation gets you four entries into the drawing to win a Sanderson Ford F-150 Super Crew truck or Lincoln Corsair. All right, how about say uh, we bring in a guest here and bring in the guy that, in a lot of ways, is in charge of all this putting it all together. Brian Mueller, the president of Grand Canyon University. Uh, Brian, first of all, thank you for the time. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and it's great for you guys to be out here again. We really enjoy this day, so thank you for being
2: here. Talk a little bit, Brian, if you will, about hosting this event and what it means to GCU. You
4: know, we we uh, we consider it very, very fortunate that we're located and have experienced all the growth we've had in West Phoenix, in Maryvale. You know, this golf course is three miles from our campus, and it was losing... Uh, uh, $250,000 a year. It was in disrepair. I was afraid they'd close it down and, and it would become a gang-infested mess. And so city signed it over to us. We took the loss. We shut it down. We put $10 million into it. Uh, we've got a really world-class public golf course now in West Phoenix. And people are coming from all over the state to play here. Golf's come back. We're making good money. We're going to recoup our dollars. But this is an example of what we're trying to do on the West Side. We're looking for every piece of property and business to talk them into staying. Milwaukee Brewers, Signed a uh, just caddy corner from here. Signed a, a new 30-year lease to stay in Maryvale. Not go to Scottsdale, not go mm. to Paradise Valley, but stay here. They put an $80 million addition onto it. And I could just keep going. Borgade Catholic School, uh, we built them a $250,000 state-of-the-art fence to protect our campus. They're staying. And so we need to attract companies and we need to keep those that are here here in order to build back Maryvale. We're very, very focused on that. And this golf course is part of that.
1: Got a perfect day out there for golf today. You mentioned the Brewer Stadium. I love that stadium because it's just it's such a like old school. Like it is just a baseball stadium. This area, and you, you mentioned it right there. I mean, this I remember from last year too. It's a very important area of the city to you guys. It's not just hey, this is where our college is. So here we go. Like you, you are really invested specifically in this part of town.
4: Yeah, and it's, we put a five point plan together ten years ago, and we're working really, really hard at it. First part of it was jobs. We've created fifteen thousand jobs at GCU. We cut fifteen thousand checks every two weeks we hire people in the neighborhood Mm. that gives them uh, a job salary benefits but they can also go to college for free here second thing is safety we have a multi-million dollar project in place with the city of phoenix police to make this neighborhood safe for our people our campus is safe because we have our own police force we want the neighborhood safe uh thirdly we have the largest habitat for humanity program in the world we've rebuilt 400 homes our goal is 800 housing values are up in this zip code more than any zip code in the valley we're making real progress the fourth thing is uh is tutoring and scholarships we have a program after school where we tutor kids in the neighborhood uh, and that led to a scholarship program. We've raised almost $8 million and awarded 650 full-ride scholarships to kids that come right out of these local public high schools. Maryvale, Alhambra, uh, Cortez, Washington. Um, And then we have a thing called CityServe which is a whole other thing. But yes, we're very, very vested in this neighborhood. There's great people that live here. They're immigrants. There's a a large immigrant population. They work hard. They're family-oriented. We just got to give them a sense of hope, and, and the the momentum is building. Uh, we want to be a model for how you get in the middle of a neighborhood like that, like this, and create hope and create uh, a different momentum.
2: And we're doing that. Brian, why does GCU? Host holiday heroes. Why are you involved in this? It's just because it was. We were asked uh,
4: to do it, and we've got a golf course that sits in the West Valley. It brings attention to the golf course, but it's just a way for us to reach out and help people that are disadvantaged. I mean, the uh, that was a. So I'll get spiritual here for a second, but we're a Christian university, and we want to, for, for people to see that, not hear it. They need to see it. And so all the things that we're doing is the result of our response to uh, what we believe is the, the view of the world, which is the gospel message. And this is another way that we can help people that have experienced a disadvantage, um, and, um, and so we, uh, it's, it fits into who, who we are.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, we're talking to Brian Mueller, president of GCU. Brian, everybody always talks about the basketball program, and it's, it's quite the atmosphere for anybody that hasn't experienced it, so for for good reason. We've got to talk a little baseball, though, too. I mean, anytime you have a prospect, and I'm looking at one of the mock drafts right here that has Jacob Wilson going in the top ten, you were talking about him off, uh, off the air as well, that's, that's something right there, to have a, a baseball prospect, and the baseball program's been good too, but the baseball prospect to have one in the top ten, is that's solid. You know, if you're in the Valley and you like college baseball, you've got to come out and watch. We've got a
4: state-of-the-art stadium, might be the nicest baseball stadium, uh, college baseball stadium in the country. We've made the national tournament the last two years. We haven't got out of the region yet, but we've made the national tournament the last two Years And this kid kind of burst on the scene. Jacob Wilson is his name. is dad is Jack Wilson. Jack played for the Pittsburgh Pirates for 12 mm-hmm. years, all, three-time All-Star. He was hardly recruited out of high school in Southern California. He grew late. Uh, had a good freshman year, sophomore year. He just killed it, absolutely killed it. Made the USA team, played on the USA team, hit almost 500 on the USA team. Um, and then Andy Stankwitz, who kind of helped us build this program, he was the architect of it, took the USC job. We love Andy. It was not a good move. On his part, our job's better, but that's a, that's, a, that's another story. Uh, we his uh, the we had seven kids go in the transfer portal when they happened, including Jacob. Well, we hired the assistant coach. Uh, and uh, he's now the head coach. And uh, Jacob's dad took the assistant's job. Uh, 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 he's, he's an assistant coach with us now. And so Jacob, all seven of them, immediately came back. And so that kid's going to play shortstop for us here. We've got an unbelievable schedule. Uh, Power 5 schools come from all over the country. And this year, we're not just going to make the national tournament. We have a chance to break through and get out of the region. But the other kid to watch for is a kid that – this is a great story. He was raised three blocks from GCU. Oh, wow. His dad uh, – uh, actually worked on uh, as uh, building our arena when mm. our arena was built. Uh, Danny Avitia is his name, six two, uh, live live arm. He, he, he throws in the mid nineties. Uh, had a tremendous freshman year. He's coming back as a sophomore, and uh, I could go on with a bunch of other kids. But those two kids in particular are worth coming out to watch. Uh, so.
2: Okay, I've got to ask you this quickly. Talk a little bit briefly about Lopes basketball. Well, uh, let's, give us an update. What is the state of the program?
4: Seven and three. We beat three schools that won their uh, mid-major conference championship yes, last year. Uh, Northern Iowa won the Missouri Valley. We beat them. We beat Montana. we won Big Sky. Uh, and uh, there was, we beat uh, – uh, there's another one. but um, So seven and three, playing a good schedule schedule. Uh, it's like everybody else. Uh, you get transfers, and you got it takes a while to come together. But every game is sold out. Uh, the atmosphere continues. The support from our students are, is amazing. Uh, we were picked to win the WAC, uh, and the WAC's a rebuilt conference. Um, uh, we have a kid. Our point guard was uh, picked to be a, a conference preseason player of the year. Mm. So we really, really expect to be there at the at the, in March, um, and. Uh, so we're right in the middle of it right now, and, and if, you, if you get a chance and, and want to come out, it's the best basketball experience you're going to get in the country. Um, and uh, we're close to breaking through. We're close to breaking through. But Bryce Drew was a great hire. If you haven't <laughs> met Bryce Drew, uh, Bryce Drew is an amazing big-time Power 5 uh, basketball coach. He's got a great
1: staff, and so the, the ingredients are there. Well, Brian, we appreciate the time. We appreciate all the uh, effort you put into it to letting us have this event here as well, man. This, this wouldn't happen without you, obviously. Well, it's great. We appreciate you doing this uh, for people that need it, and, and we appreciate being part of it, so thank you. Uh, that is Brian Mueller, the president of GCU, and I'll tell you what, so before we get out of here, let's give away an autographed DeAndre Aiton basketball, and the winner, Wolf, of the autographed DeAndre Aiton basketball is Lisa Messina, so that's uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good, uh, you get the $20 donation in there, minimum of 20 You can go over 20 certainly and you're entered to win stuff like uh that autographed deandre Ayton basketball that lisa messina just won your 20 dollar donation also gets you four entries into the drawing to win a sanderson ford f-150 super crew truck or lincoln corsair when we come back back to football how does this kyler murray injury change the entire cardinals off season it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader
0: broadcasting live from grand canyon university golf course This is Arizona Sports Holiday Heroes, presented by Sanderson Ford, benefiting Operation Santa Claus. The Wolf and Luke Show at Holiday Heroes, presented by Moving Team 6.
1: All right, we're back out here at the GCU Championship Golf Course. Just want to throw that name back out there, Wolf, since we did give away the autographed DeAndre in basketball. Lisa Messina won that and now we, uh, we're giving away stuff every hour. You can be entered to win some of this stuff with a $20 donation to six twenty six twenty. Just text the word DONATE to six twenty six twenty. That donation will get you a chance to win, and we're giving away stuff every hour, all through this show, all through Burns and Gambo as well. They already did it on Bickley and Murata this morning, and uh, that $20 donation also gets you four entries into the drawing to win a Sanderson Ford F-150 Super Crew Truck or Lincoln Corsair. Wolf, back to the Kyler Murray injury, because as this- as much as, you know, we're conditioned to talk about the game last night, it feels so secondary. It, it, not even secondary. It's like, I don't know what's beyond that. Tertiary? Is that yes, even, yeah, okay. it is. Well that. done by you. You didn't expect me I to know mean, that, you, did you, you? Tertiary.
2: You ripped it off, too. Man. I probably did. Just, boom, came natural to you. Um,
1: when Kyler goes down with that injury, you immediately think, okay, well, he's done for tonight, and he's probably done for the season, and you do have to have that conversation internally and, You know, when they come out with the official word at some point whether that's today or tomorrow you got to have the conversation of now what does this do to your plans this off season
2: Yeah, it really, it's a great question. It truly is, because the entire paradigm has changed. Uh, Last night, changed it on the third play of the game. Suddenly, Kyler Murray goes down, of course, and it appears, appears, I want to emphasize that, but it appears as though he tore his ACL, and we're looking at nine months. I I use the nine month right as an average point. That's what I'm starting with, but I think we have nine months in front of us right now for Kyler Murray. Could be eight could be 10 whatever it is it really doesn't matter at this point in time the entire window and looking out that window has changed for the off season for this organization going forward kyler listen he isn't going anywhere Um, There have been people out there, and I know you've heard this, Luke, but there have been people talking about the possibility of trading Kyler Murray to another team. That scenario has gone bye-bye if you're one of these people that believe, of course, that Kyler, he still could be traded in the offseason. They could find a deal for him somewhere, somehow. If you don't like Kyler Murray, if, if you're not sold on Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is going to be here. That's number one. Because, obviously, no team is going to go out there and actually acquire a guy who's got a torn ACL. If, in fact, that is what it is, who is making $230 million, nobody's going to do that. So if you're one of these people, it wasn't likely to happen. If you're one of these people out there that thought, hey, maybe Kyler could be traded this offseason, the first and foremost... Point that you need to make on this. He's not going anywhere. He isn't. No, that that option. Not that that was a real possibility. No,
1: but whatever you looked at, if you said okay, that's a, you know five percent of the of the options out there, exactly. That, that is now off the table. I, I will throw this out there because it is a, a very gloom and doom time around the Cardinals. But um, and it's not the same player. But I feel like we should at least throw this reference out there. Joe Burrow had the uh, I think it was late. I think it was November twenty second of twenty twenty. Torn ACL and MCL in his left knee. Okay, now yeah. different, different player, but same position. Yep. He was able to get back, so that was the end of the 2020 season, second half of the 2020 season. Obviously, was back for 2021. And they went to the Super Bowl, so I mean that that is your best case scenario. I'm just I'm saying that when you, when you watch that play last night and you you hear you hear people talking and you hear you see the reports on Twitter and it's easy to fall into the trap of okay, Kyler Murray is done for this year and he's done for next year and he'll never be the same. And, and look again, nothing's guaranteed. There's no guarantee he comes back and is a great quarterback. But it has been done in this league within the last year and a half.
2: Yeah, now just another thing too. Um, who are you going to get to go play quarterback? at some point in time (laughs) you you have to have that planned I think Colt McCoy of course obviously is going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year and rightfully so got no issue with that no problem love Colt McCoy I think we're going to bring back Colt McCoy I think next year the Cardinals would bring him back um, as a backup but you, you have to consider Well, what if this actually takes a little bit longer what if it does take a little bit longer what is plan B if it's not Colt McCoy McCoy, Are you going to go out there? Are you going to look for a veteran that you're actually going to bring in? Are you going to bring a veteran in here? Somebody that may actually compete against Colt McCoy for the job going forward? Because once again, there's a real possibility he's going to miss games. As a matter of fact, if I, from where I'm sitting right now, I think he's gonna miss games. You now it may to. only be four, but, yeah, but he's ha- gonna miss games.
1: You have to deal in the reality right now because you are you're sort of in survival mode, even big picture. I mean that's the thing. That's what's so frustrating about yesterday is because yesterday going into that game, it was like, Wow, this season is shot. What can you get out of the season? Now next season got affected by last night's game. That's that's how bad last night's game was. So look if you if you assume he's gonna miss four games and he comes back early, great. <laughs> what, yeah, what have you lost? Exactly, but you have to prepare for sort of the worst without you know overreacting and be like, oh, we don't have a quarterback next That's year. Right. You're not you're not drafting a quarterback. You're not, but but you need to be aware that he might not you might not have Kyler Murray for a month or who knows. I mean, like you said earlier, it could be more, it could be less. He may heal quicker because he's he's still so young, but also he is a mobile quarterback, so yes. it affects him negatively the other
2: way. Yes, mentally it affects him, no doubt about that. Um, but also Cliff, Cliff isn't going anywhere as well. I think this is a situation where now are you really going to do that? For for people out there that thought that Cliff Kingsbury should be fired, and people that believe he should be fired right now, are you really going to do that? Forget about the the first year of a five-year extension. Forget about that. Just the fact that Kyler Murray knows an offense, knows the terminology, knows the language of the offense, and yes, you are going to evolve it, you would imagine, at some point in time yes it needs to be evolved but it's going to be the same language now all of a sudden you're going to bring in a coach who's got a brand new language a brand new system and you're going to have your franchise quarterback who you're hoping to get back at some point in time for next season he's going to learn an offense and experience an offense coming off an acl um, I, I, I just don't see all of that fitting together well, going forward. that That's that's one way to look at it, and there is some
1: logic to what you're saying. This is uh, Mike Tannenbaum, though, from this morning. Yeah,
4: unfortunately, guys, it kind of looked like the end of an era last night. As you said, it was a devastating injury, third snap of the game, and kind uh, Cliff Kingsbury just looked like it was over last night, just his body language, and... That typically is what happens. You have a prime time loss. Your season's over. And they're going to have to really think long and hard is who's the best person on the planet to coach Kyle Murray going forward. They give him
1: a massive extension in the offseason.
4: He's not going anywhere for another year or two
1: you it's just it 's so much more complicated, like you said if if you were of the belief that you got to move on from cliff kingsbury you' got to make some sort of change, that got more complicated. They may move on from him yeah. but, but i i don 't think. I tend to agree with your reasoning there more than what Mike Tannenbaum just said. Just because they lost on national television, it's now harder to move on from Cliff Kingsbury if you wanted to do that, just logistically. It really, everything now is complicated. There are no clear cut answers. Even if you don't like the answers, there are no clear cut answers. At least yesterday going into the game, it felt like, all right, we may not like some of these answers, but kind of have an idea of what they are, or at least there are definitive options you can pick from. Now it almost feels like everything contradicts itself. You're paying. a guy $230 million, but he can't play. You have a coach and a GM extended five more years, but this was a miserable year, but you also had a lot of injuries. So yeah. You have to factor that. You have to factor everything in and not just operate on emotion if you actually want
2: this to get better. Yeah, you definitely have got to do that. And Once again, um, there's a lot of people that will point to injuries as an excuse and rightfully so. I totally understand that if you're going to say, hey, listen, there's a lot of teams out there that are injured. When you get a rash of injuries the way the Arizona Cardinals have had especially when you talk about their offensive line you're you're 80% is what you're talking about over a thir- their ninth iteration of their starting offensive line actually occurred in their 13th game stop and think about that yeah, for no, a it's minute stop. It's, it's it's that that is unbelievable when you're talking about an offensive line nine different iterations of that starting offensive line in 13 games it's it, it's I, I i've never seen that before in my own life period Never seen that. Not that I'm paying attention to everybody else's situation. That's across the sort of the thing you would notice, league. though, because it's so absurd. I'm just saying that is absurd right there. And there's just going to be a lot of tumult, man. There's going to be a lot of change this off season right now. But I don't think Cliff's going anywhere, and I don't think Kyler's going anywhere.
1: We are broadcasting live from Grand Canyon University's Championship Golf Course. It's Holiday Heroes benefiting Operation Santa Claus, presented by Sanderson Ford. When we come back, where do the Cardinals go from here? Where does kyler murray go from here we're going to get some answers hopefully from kurt warner because he's going to join us next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader